Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 52 of Below the Belt. A uh, little bit of an impromptu one here. Um, yeah, well, I, get, just... I was getting pissed off. Why? Well, you're a boxing pod. Yeah, I know. I've been away. I've been on holiday. Yeah, well, I'll put it in the group and everyone's got excuses why, why a podcast <laughs> couldn't be... Re- you know, the news happens, you have to respond to it. Not like, oh, true. I've been on holiday. Where did you go? I went to Santorini. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's very nice. It's a very nice place. It's a bit... You're a bit stranded, though. It's like a bit... It's like it can't keep up with being a hot tourist destination. It's like a bit behind the times. All right. Well, just not enough transport or something. Yeah, the transport's not like... The cabs are, like, not very regular. Buses aren't very regular. You have to walk everywhere. They don't even really have many footpaths, so you can't even really walk anywhere. <laughs> so you're just walking around like a proper few... Just walking, walking down the side of the main roads to get to restaurants. People bibbing at you, like, <laughs> shouting... Shouting expletives and Greek at you. It was not nice. But it's a lovely place, very scenic. And I watched my older brother get married, which is very nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you went away as well, didn't you, Flav? I don't want to talk about that. What do you want to talk about then, mate? <laughs> you sell this up. Come on, then. Uh, I didn't sell it up. I sent you a message going, shouldn't we have a chat about Dillian Wet? Yeah, I suppose we should really, shouldn't we? It's pretty big news. So the last podcast we did was myself and T. It was just after Dylan White beat Oscar Rivas to become the interim WBC champion mm. and and uh, interim WBC champion and mandatory to Deontay Wilder. And since then, there's been all sorts of shit come out. Well, there has. The UK had apparently tested positive for a banned substance in, oh, forgive me, was it June, June. 17th? Yeah, June seventeenth or July. I think it was June. June, so a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, but this story was broke by a quite a reputable journalist over in the states. Yeah, Thomas Hauser. Yeah, yeah who uh, quoted he had several sources to say that it, it, that he had failed a drug test. 
Yeah, he's he, Thomas Hauser is a journalist that uh, he's very well respected, veteran journalist. He's he wrote um, Muhammad Ali's autobiography, so he's been around for a long, long time. Mm. Um, he also has a lot of connections with Vada. Uh, the voluntary anti-doping agency and he also has connections with Victor Conte who was the guy that, that did the uh, the Balco trial the one that got Shane Mosley caught for yeah. doing drugs yeah. so he's got a lot of sources and I imagine where he got his sources for this was from Varda from this story um, he was also the, the chap that wrote the stories about Mayweather and the IV yes do you remember that yeah, around, is this around um, the Pacquiao, Pacquiao stuff yeah yeah, he did that at the time when he did that. He was a um, he was a consultant for HBO Sports, mm-hmm. so he had a dog in the fight. So that that though that story was a little bit mm, it well, was a little bit you know you know when you when you tell me that that, that is history of breaking this story, this kind of story, and he's become mm. kind of known for it. Yeah, but potentially he and I'm not saying we don't know. You know, he could yeah. his journalistic integrity could be without question. Yeah, but to me, it sounds a little bit like, ah, oh, I've got another one. Um, yeah. And if, he's, if you say he's, his contacts are in VADA, yes. and as we know now, that actually VADA tested him completely and found him, found clean. him clean. Yeah. So someone in VADA, perhaps, potentially, we don't know, do we? We're, we're no, we don't. No, we're just kind of, we're kind of speculating. Piecing we? things together. Um, someone at VADA told him that UCAD, which is UK, the UK anti-doping That's body, right. body had fouled him, but Vada hadn't. You're right. So, wouldn't it, as a journalist, wouldn't that be important to include in his story, or, or was it included? But yeah, um, don't know. I, th- I think it was included. I think it is in his story. He doesn't really mention who caught him. He just well, what he doesn't really mention which which do- doping agency caught him. Just that he was caught, and then he followed up the story to say that it was two steroids that were found in his system. He just wanted to clarify what the substances were. Right. So it's two anabolic steroids uh, that were found in his system. Um, only small traces, very small traces, and he he did caveat that with. It could have been in a supplement, but right. still, you know, if a supplement's got an illegal substance in it, then it's got an illegal substance in it. Right. So I, I was watching it all, and, and like I was, I was reading the stuff in the group, you know, the WhatsApp group we've got, and yep. the reaction that, that that there was to this story. So you know, if you look at Deontay Wilder's reaction going on Twitter, and going, yeah, going at Dillian White. Yep. But this is one ba- a, a banned, banned substance, the A test. There was two banned substances, sorry, on the on yep. the on the A test for UCAD, yep. and UCAD yep. are not going to uh, uh, respond until they've fully tested and done a B test as well. Yeah. Yep. So, for the, for the, by the same token, that UCAD shouldn't comment on it, nor, nor should anybody else. No. And it, the fact the fact of the matter is, and I got like I like Dillian White. He's one of my favourite fighters. So you're always going to be. I can't deny that there's a bias there. But I think yep. I'd be the same for any fighter that. Ultimately, it's not. It's up to him to ensure he's clean. Obviously, yeah. It's up, these systems are in place to catch fighters, and they have done many, many mm-hmm. times. So Dillian White's in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where he's been cleared to fight by the board of boxing, control, British board of uh, control. Yeah. Um, because they say that it's actually UCAD that, that needs to tell us whether or not they're going to suspend or ban a fighter. That's what what they said. So they're, they're in a position, well, UCAD haven't suspended him, they've just done an A test, so he is cleared to fight, which is, in itself is a bit odd, because yeah. you know, maybe the law should be changed where it says that an A test means that any prospective fight that's set up should be cancelled or postponed. 
but that isn't yeah. what it's, it is at the moment. So you can't blame Dillian White in that instance. Uh, and, uh, I just I think that UCAD aren't in a position to stop him from fighting. The, the, you know, fight. He, he they were not in a position to stop him fighting Oscar Rivas. There's due process and. They would want to go through a B test. They'd want to hear what he's got to say. They'd go through the evidence. That's going to take ages. Tyson, when Tyson Fury was banned by by UCAD, it took about three years. So they 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 weren't in a position to stop him fighting. The people that were in position to stop him from boxing Oscar Rivas to protect Oscar Rivas was the British Boxing Board of Control. They were the ones sanctioning. They were the overall sanctioning body because they it was in Britain. It was yeah. in Britain. It was on nobody else but the British Boxing Board of Control. But they, but they didn't. And they didn't. And no, they didn't. And, 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 and they're, they're, is there not an argument that, that perhaps the evidence wasn't as damning as everyone has made it out to be? Well, I, I think the evidence is the failed test. That's your evidence. Was, no, the, the evidence is one, well, yeah, one, one failed test for sure. But then you need a yeah. B sample to ensure that the first test is accurate. Yeah. Which we don't but, have yet. Yeah, no, we don't have that yet. Like I said, it's due process. You have to go through it. But, you know, I think the way it's looked at in the in the drug testing world is there's not an innocent until, until proven guilty thing is. The, the way it's looked at is you failed a test, it's up to you to prove your innocence. It's the total other way around from criminal law. Right. So that's the way it's looked at. It's like, well, look, this is our, our evidence is you have given us a sample and we have found drugs in it. To them, that's clear cut. Yeah, the B sample, they've got to do that as well. And I imagine that's probably going to come back the same. Um, but, and then it's for, the, it's for them to go through the due process. So, but I, it's, so what, one of the things that don't, don't ring true for me, um, actually don't ring true, is confusing, which yeah. what I would think that Dillian White, I would lean towards Dillian White being innocent. Right, is because he's a paid-up member, like insures uh, of Vada, which he paid twenty-three thousand yep. pounds to to get Vada tested for his fight against Rivas. Twenty-three yep. k, if he knew he was doping, mm-hmm. is an insane thing to do because Vada isn't. I mean, they've caught uh, Alvarez before, right? They um, they they caught yeah they did catch. So Alvarez. for them to ca- catch Alvarez and to be banned for the length of period that he had, given that the, he's the biggest cash cow in boxing. Suggests yeah. that they're not, they're not, they're not perhaps uh, swayed or, or influenced by who they're testing. It seems to be a kind of very um, objective thing for them. Yeah. So they're not yeah. going to then then think, all right, well, they're not going to give Dillian White a buy when they didn't when they caught Sal Alvarez. So no. so so the, the fact is that that what we know is that there's a a the, the trace elements in the the A sample for you. Yeah. And they're completely clear pass as a clean fighter, according to Vada. So, well, what, so the way it works with Vada is they're not testing him all year round. They, they test him from when they sign up. So they signed up in April right. for the Rebass fight. Which so they test him through April to July. Through to July, yeah. And he's clean. And, and he's clean, but UCAD... You just you don't know. You don't know, but you know none of us are, are drug t- are drug experts here. You don't know how quick these things go through the system. You know they might Vada might have tested him on you know June the fourteenth, and then June seventeenth, UCAD managed they because ra- there's you UCAD did it on a random test. They just randomly tested him. They just popped. They just turned up. Mm. Said yeah, we're testing you right now, and they could have just caught him. They could have just just caught him on the day. You don't know. We're, we're all speculating here. None of us really know, but. 
it might have not, sorry. It might have been in his system one day and it might not have been in his system Cal, the next. Your your mic is rubbing on something. Oh, is it? You I can't okay. hear it. Oh, I don't know. My, my t-shirt? I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my hand under it. Or lean forward, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, you just don't know. That's what oh, so you just don't know. It could have been in his system one day and not in his system the next day. That's that's the point I'm making. Um, because the fact is, they've done a test. We'll, we'll say it's a fact because you haven't said anything, so we don't actually know, to be honest. Um, but what it looks like is that they have done a test and they have found something. Um, so, and then Vardas, Vardas, Vardas is seen as like the standard bearer in drug testing. Yeah. So it's credit to him and it's credit to all the fighters that sign up for it and do it. He doesn't do it all year round. There's not many fighters that do. Uh, Nanito Dene used to do it 24-7-365 with Vardas. There's no other fighters that do that. Mm. Um, they all just do it. They all just do it when not in the lead up to a fight, which doesn't stop them doing potentially, potentially doing performance drugs in the run-up in the training camp and then when they go into the into the training camp or the official training camp if you like then they come off they come off the drugs and then they just get tested Mm. you just just don't know and a lot a lot of people out there just kind of feel like they're all at it um yeah there's a lot of money in it too much money almost to leave it to chance Uh, i think all all top level sports you're going to see this all right look i'm not saying he's innocent um, no. I'm leaning towards it because of the VADA clearance, but that, that's a good point you made because you know the the, the half life of these drugs is is unknown because we don't know yeah. exactly what he's allegedly taken. Um, no. But what I would say that we need to be careful is 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 the instant reaction and the 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 way people react to to this kind of information without knowing everything and until we yeah. do know everything. Like like yes. as Hearn said on on toe to toe. Mm. He could fight next weekend legally. Yes, completely. he can. Yeah, yeah, he can. So because he's, he's not gone through the due process yet, he's not gone through a process. But, but then we need to look at the process if it takes that long, because this would constantly be happening. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was the same with the Tyson Fury thing. Tyson Fury failed a test, and he was boxing. He boxed for the world heavyweight championship and won the world heavyweight championship despite having a failed test for a previous fight on his record. So he failed. He failed the test before the Christian Hammer fight, which was his final eliminator. He boxed that one, then went and boxed Vlad Klitschko, but had failed a test for the Hammer fight. Mm. So it's take it. Yeah, you're right. It does take far too long, um, and that's something that UCAD need to look at. Um, so the problem is, is very, if, very early. But that's they, the world we're in. In terms of instant yeah. reaction, that's the world we're in. Yeah, that's true. The um, uh, and if. You know, I think if everybody was just instantly suspended the minute they got a positive A sample, there'd only be half the heavyweight division to, to <laughs> be left fighting. Well, I remember uh, Boxing News, they did a um, they did a, a, a clean top 10 heavyweights. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the top 10 heavyweights. It's like ho- literally half of them have um, failed. The Wilder, ones. Joshua, Andy Ruiz. Yeah. That, um, else? I can't think of anyone else who's clean. Lev. Uh, Pulev's not not failed a test. It's weird, isn't it, with Pulev? Because I just thought he had because he's yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you do. It's terrible, isn't it? You just think, oh yeah, he must have failed one. Pavotkin's not uh, has been popped, has he? He's been popped like twice. I yeah, Dillian White, Joel Miller, Luis Ortiz, Luis Ortiz. Yeah. Nowaki, uh, um, yeah, Joseph Parker. He's not yet. failed. He's not failed one. No, no. no. But it's it's amazing, isn't it? All these fighters have failed a test at some point. Mm. In America, it seems to. It seems to 
they fail the test and then they get a six month ban and then it's all over with. Whereas here they fail a test and then it takes two, three years mm. and then they might get a ban. But Tyson Fury, he just had a, because he basically retired, yeah. they just gave him a suspended ban. Do you know, I can't, what did he, I know he tested positive for recreational drugs. It was Nandrolone. Fuck. Which was like a, do you remember Liverpool Christie failed for that? Yeah, yeah. I know. Nandrolone, was it a steroid? Yes. Yeah. So, I don't think it's anabolic, but it is a steroid. Like I said, I said that many times. Give them all. Give them all. Make sure give every one of them the same. Yeah. Then we're right on me. Yeah, crap. So, we know it's yeah, a dangerous yeah. sport anyway. Let's just make yeah. it a little bit more dangerous. And, and then we don't have to worry about all these bannings. Just do a prize fighter where they all just Ivan Drago. <laughs> just yeah. one night. Just like no holds barred. Yeah, like, just yeah. get the 100% pure doping yeah. drug, whatever it is. Just give it to all. Like, Joel Miller took, like, apparently there, there was a way for Fury to fight Miller. Yeah, because. Because it's the way it is in America, it's all state athletic commissions. Oh, so yeah. all it means is because he tested in, because he, he'll get suspended in New York and then they'll just fight in California mm. or they'll fight in Vegas or they'll fight wherever. It's a, or they'll find a state that's friendly and that will, will well, let them have the fight. But thankfully, Tyson Fury is not going to fight him because that would not look good at all. Should we talk, should we talk about that? Uh, should we do belts or Fury first? Let's do Fury first. It's a good segue. Yeah, who's he fighting? He's fighting Otto Wallin. Have you, had you heard of him before this fight? I have not heard of him at all. And I actually just, while well, we was doing our hours worth of prep to, <laughs> to do this podcast, I tried to find some of his most recent fight. And I couldn't find it. Nothing on YouTube. Yeah, I looked on YouTube. I looked on Daily Motion. I could not fight. I could not find anything less than three years old. Well, I couldn't find anything. Um, I, I, I box wrecked him. Yes, yes. Um, I think I think a lot of us did. Yeah, I've just got his page up now. Forty forty eighth in terms of um, you the know, pro pro boxing rankings. Forty yeah. eighth in the world. But obviously, you've got a twenty and zero record. But if you look at his, you look at the people he's fought. It's not. I mean, I can't. I haven't heard of a single one of these. No, I'm just going to have a little... I've heard of uh, Zambana. I think he boxed Tyson Fury early in his career. Um, right, so a, what, what is really. this about? Is this, a, is this all right? Like, a lot of, <laughs> I, 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 you know how much I love Tyson Fury. I think he's yeah. the best heavyweight, and I think if he gets the bodies on his record, I don't mean, like, dead bodies like no. Deontay Wilder talks about, but if he gets the, the record, you know, and fights the right people, as you said the last time we spoke, is that he could go down as one of the best heavyweights to do it. But he yeah. needs to get that record first. Mm. Um, and he, he won't do it by fighting Otto Wallin and Tom Shorts. No, he won't. No, he won't. He seems to, looking at it, you know, I was looking earlier on, Otto Wallin, or if, I don't know if we're pronouncing it right, but we're just going to keep saying it like that. Like, this will be the last we ever hear of him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's number four with the WBA. And he's, number, he's number 11 with the IBF. So... So, I, I, I don't know. I, the, the only thing I can think is that Fury is just trying to get ranked opponents. He's looking for ranked guys to get a good ranking so he can get a shot at Joshua at some point. I can only imagine that's the plan because Thomas Schwartz was WBO number one. Oh, no. so he, I know. So, mean, this is the thing with boxing sanctioning bodies is they don't, it doesn't mean anything. Their, their idea no. of boxing doesn't, their idea of who's good and who, who should be ranked where doesn't actually mean, there's no bearing in reality. No, it's not, no. Because none of the other champions are ranked, and it's all based on what silly belt you've boxed for. If you've boxed for an Intercontinental, a Continental, an IBF European, then you get ranked. 
Right. That's all it matters. It's basically if you've paid your money, then you get ranked. That's all it really means. Yeah, which actually, I, I want to talk about the WBC's treatment of Dillian White as well, actually. Okay. But let's do that after. But the, the um, yeah, the, like, the fighting Wallen, from, from a boxing fan's perspective, isn't, isn't something we want to see. Uh, is it, it'll probably be pay-per-view again, which would be an absolute joke. I hope it doesn't sell at all. Um, you saw Tyson yeah. Fury actually school shorts. It was, wasn't even a, a fight worth even watching really and yeah. I actually love Fury as I do and I did enjoy it but it didn't tell me anything more about him and well and we know what this is all aiming towards is is um obviously Wilder again but the thing yeah. is is that you're talking about getting ranked sanctioned or ranked to fight potentially Joshua or even pick up Ruiz's belts it doesn't yeah. need to be it's about money and he's, he has it all yeah, he signed be. a really good contract with ESPN he's going to get paid if, low if, if he went out and started where? talking shit against like and about Andy, not they would, but Andy Ruiz, they couldn't yeah. make that fight. That Ruiz wouldn't take thirty million or, or twenty, thirty million to fight Fury. Yeah. Ten million, even. He, he, I he, think. Yeah. How much? How much is Andy Ruiz going to make? Make defending his titles against like should he beat Joshua? Then mm. kind of, you know, he'd, play, he'd make less. He'd probably make less money against Wilder than he would against Fury. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. PBC pay their guy. I think if. If Ruiz beats beats Joshua again, which isn't beyond the realms of possibility, it's mm. very it's very possible. Even if it is in Wales or England, mm. it's very possible that he could do it. Um, I think Wilder won't fight Fury, and I think he'll fight Ruiz, and they'll go for the undisputed heavyweight title. In terms of money, I think they'll both make pretty good money, um, probably ten million each or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, perhaps not as much as what Fury's making, but that's because Fury signed this massive contract with ESPN. I don't think Ruiz can fight anybody. If we're talking about Ruiz, I don't think he can fight anybody and make massive money. No, it's because he's a fat blob. Well, yeah, he's, he's, not just, he's, he's not, and he just doesn't have too he nice. Just, yeah, he's too nice. You know, um, he's always going to be the B side, even if he's a champion. He's mm. always going to be a B side. There's always going to be an opponent that's getting paid more than him. Which Fury is- would get paid more than him. Joshua's going to get paid more than him. Wilder would. Everybody's going to get. Because it's just a B-side. Because, yeah, and that's why well, you know, these titles don't really mean anything anymore. It, mm. it, it's, how are you viewed in the eyes of the boxing fraternity? Yeah. And that's the real ranking, really. You know, yeah, it you, is. And, yeah. and the, the belts help you along, and you can say I'm world champion. But if yeah. you think about the best, if, if I'm looking at box right here, and it's got Tyson Fury as number four behind Joshua, yep. um, we, all, we all know that, that Fury is equal best, or if not the best fighter in the world and probably will end up generating us more money than anyone else in that top four in the next right. fight now that Joshua's out of the picture even Joshua do you know what I mean that he lost it's about perception it's about popularity yeah. and no one really Dante Wilder's come up a little bit and since the kind of chat about Joshua and probably earning a bit more money but Herman was right when he was over there saying no one knows who this guy is Yeah. now they do a little bit because of Joshua and because of Fury you know, so yeah. it's I, I don't really care about world titles and who has them. Like Andy Ruiz has three world titles, and it, it, no one really, unless you're really into your boxing, no one had heard of and Andy Ruiz before um, Joshua was Joshua no. fought him. So Only proper world. proper boxing fans would have heard of him from yeah. the probably from the Parker fight. You know, and in England, that was on eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, so most most casual boxing fans weren't sitting, you know, eleven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> you know, watching <laughs> Joseph Parker against Andy Ruiz, they were probably still hung over from the night before. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Andy Ruiz, you know, with three belts, 
should be seen as the as the best heavyweight in the world, but he is not. It's because that's between, the way it works. No, it's between Wilder and Fury. Yeah. Um, and I, I, Joshua, you know, he's he's only lost one fight. He had three belts. You'd look at him as being up there, but his performance was so bad against Ruiz. Yeah. And there's been a couple of scares that people see him now as flawed, and you know, potentially that that Ruiz could beat him in a rematch. You know, it's um, like, not even Frank Bruno level, really, is he? history will tell us I guess you know, <laughs> uh, the rest of his career will tell us what he is at the minute Bruno, Bruno got beat by a great a couple yeah, of great beats him with a spoon and Mike Tyson and you know, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. beat by, by good fighters and Joshua gets oh, beat by Ruiz and we never see him again yeah if, if Ruiz beats Joshua again and then you know loses to Kubrat Pulev then it, it means nothing you know? <laughs> uh, he's just a pudding isn't he yeah. <laughs> and so is Joshua Joshua is yeah. nothing yeah. Uh, but history's going to tell us I don't know we'll see we'll see what, what comes up who, you know? who should have fought who should Fury have fought then instead of uh, Otto Wallin I was going to ask you that question well I, my answer if you look at if you look at if you look at the rankings, if you look at rankings, a lot of the fighters that he could potentially fight are with Matram. So they're kind of just out of back. Like, he can't fight Dylan White, obviously. No. Um, Luis Ortiz is, is, is with um, PBC. Joseph Parker's with Matram. Kalnaki, uh, Adam Kalnaki, who won last night against Chris Ariola, yeah. he's with PBC. Povetkin's about to, about to fight Huey Fury. Pulev's an IBF mandatory. So Pulev possibly. I suppose Pulev possibly. Uh, I don't think there's any reason he can't fight him. Mm. Um, who is there? There's, there's, it's not a great division. And when, not- and when you go through it like that, it's, it, is, it just shows you what state it's all in, really. Yeah. You've got actual fighters in the same sport that won't or cannot fight each other because the money... It's so political. Yeah. And it's- Joyce, Joe Joyce possibly, but Joe Joyce isn't going to fight him. No. I There's mean, nothing stopping him fighting Joe Joyce. Price, you wouldn't want to see. Martin, you wouldn't want to see. Adamet, it's just old and boring and gone. Jarrell Miller, no as you say, no there isn't anyone there. It's just this Otto, Otto Wallin. <laughs> he could have done better. He could have done better than Otto Wallin. Let's have it right. We're not. We're not. We're not giving him a pass on this. Mm. But. The pickings are slim. I think is what the point. Do you think there's no way that there's no way that Joshua can? Uh, sorry, there's no way that Fury can make a deal and fight a matchroom fighter because he's just, look, both Billy Joe Saunders has just like, turned over to matchroom, and so is his so is Fury Fury's brother. Mm. So surely there must be some conversations within the Fury camp about matchroom with Hearn. I know no. that Billy Joe Saunders is. There's just no chance. No, so Billy Joe Saunders has just left Frank Warren. He just, we, he's just left. He's just like, like I want to leave. Hasn't and he Frank got, said, okay, leave. Hasn't he gone to Matchroom? He, well, no, he hasn't. Uh, oh, he's left Frank Warren and he's a free agent at the minute. So um, I would love to see him go to Matchroom. Uh, I want to see him fight Callum Smith. I don't want them to have a, an, you know, a tune-up fight. They need to fight each other. The pair of them need to do it as soon as possible because yeah. Callum Smith and Billy Joe Saunders are really good fighters. But their, their careers have just been like meh. They've just been they're nothing. Like yeah. Callum Smith's got the got the George Groves win, mm. and that's it. And Billy Joe Saunders has got a, a razor has got a good performance against David Lemieux, and that's it. Yeah, but, um, you, but you, you look. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and that sort of debatable win over um, Eubank as well. Eubank, but it, and Eubank at the time was a novice, wasn't he? Yeah, and the, and like we we discussed this many times. But I had Eubank winning that fight anyway. <laughs> a lot of people did. A lot of people did. Mark Butcher, you know, friend of the pod, mm. he knows more about boxing than the pair of us, and he had Chris Eubank winning. Mm. Um, 
So it was a really close fight. I thought Billy Joe Saunders won on the night, but if that if that does happen, who wins? Adam, uh, what Callum Smith against Billy Joe Saunders? Yeah, <sighs> that's tough. That is tough, you know. Uh, Do I think that that Callum Smith's size is just is just way too big for him? Yeah, he is too big for him. And but we big... saw how big he was against the natural super middleweight in mm-hmm. in Groves. Like that, I could not believe how much bigger in Groves he was. Yeah. Uh, he was he was much bigger than Groves, but the width of his back. He's never looked hurt. Think about Billy Joe Saunders. He's ne- when's he ever looked like hurt badly? Has he ever been Cal- knocked down? Callum Smith knocked down. No, he's controlled every fight he's been in. Uh, really, Billy Joe Saunders won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even look, Saunders took shipped some punches against. Yeah. I can't remember he the last fight. Yeah, who is it? I watched. He won comfortably, but he got caught coming in a couple a few times. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a really good chin and he might just be able to just move Callum Smith around. He might just oh, completely outbox Callum Smith. Sure, It'd be a really close fight. I'd love to see it. Good big and beats a good little and... That's what they say, isn't it? But also, this has just entered my mind, he may go to matchroom so he can go back down to middleweight. Yeah. Because then, if he goes and signs with DAZN, he can fight Billy Joe... He, he can fight Canelo, he can fight Triple G. You know, it, those awesome. fights are easier to make. Yeah, I don't know. It's just he's such a waste, Billy Joe Saunders. I don't like him anyway. Like, I'm not. No, I don't. Like I'm not him a big a fan. He's a very he good fighter. Yeah, but he is a great fighter, and it needs. It'll be a shame if he never gets. You got work though. You got to work. You listen to him talk, and it's like he he, he feels like he deserves these shots. Like I yeah. deserve it, and he's not active enough to get people no. to speak about him. Like no. force yourself. Go and fight Andrade. Beat him. Force yourself into a reckoning because that's they're talking about Canelo Andrade potentially. Yes, and like that, that bit of Billy Joe Saunders could have could well have beat him. And Drive is a good fighter. I don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Billy Joe Saunders would, would knock him over easily. But I do think he would win that fight. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. And I think Billy Joe Saunders would have beat him. Which, and, and if he had gone through with that fight, which was practically there, it was, that was almost like within fight, nearly fight week, wasn't it? I don't know how how he pulled out very late anyway. And then he goes, well, you remember why, don't you? Uh, I can't remember why. He failed a drug test. But that, that, that was that. So this is one of the instances where, where um, uh, it, it's bollocks. Because he, he, the, the, the drug that he failed wasn't even on um, a banned substance list in the UK, right? It wasn't on a, I don't think it was on a, uh, UCAD. a UCAD list, but it was on a WADA list, which is the world anti-doping. They're the uh, ones that decide what's banned and what's not. Anyway, sorry, I, did, I didn't, I forgot that that was it. I thought it was an injury, or, but, it, but he has a record of pulling out of Oh my God, fights. yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, he terrible. pulled out so many fights. Uh, and he could have probably remade that Andrade fight. There would have been a way to do it. Um, anyway, look, uh, the, the, the fact is that he's been put in a situation many, many times where he could fight his way into recognition. And, and, and that's why I feel sorry for Dillian White the way he's done it is that he has fought his way into it and then um, you know it's taken this he's been what number, ranked number one by WBC for 600 days made mandatory and then uh, and then this shit happens but um, you know it, like, with, with BJS it's, I think a part of it is his, his business decisions part of it the way, the way he behaves and, and then part of it's just his complete inactivity because he is a great fighter and it'd be good to see him box yeah, one thing they always say about you know the traveling fighters that are in the uh, you know, travelers, mm. they there's so much going on in the community. There's so much going on around them mm. that they just get distracted. That's something I've heard from three or four people that know better than me, and they always say, oh, you know, tra- for fighters that are travelers, they always end up 
there's so much that's going on they just get distracted and they can't stay focused yeah um you know tyson fury is a good example of that billy joe saunders is another good example of that mm. they just can't seem to just stay on track because there's just so much going on yeah but there are others that are not I mean, I guess yeah. the, the, the like Andy Lee's a traveller and he, he seems to just crack on, but I guess it's just fame as well, isn't it? Yeah. So when the fame, Andy Lee spent a lot how of time. How you handle it? Huh? How you handle it? How you handle the Yeah, and, and Andy Lee spent a lot of time in the States as well, didn't he? So kind of away from it all. Yeah, he was. He was with um, Emmanuel Stewart in the Cronk yeah. uh, gym in Detroit. Was, so yeah, he did like, well like out of it. I was watching him fight Andy Lee. had a good punch on him. D- did a lot with his talent. He yeah, he was he was like really gangly and really rangy, but he always he would always like give up his range. Yeah. So he had like a really low left right hand. Yeah. And so would let people come in and get caught with shots. But if you look at him, he was so big at middleweight, it was like mm. you could just keep the people at range, but he never did. He always ended up getting into a scrap. Yeah, concrete in his hands. You remember him knocking a few people over when he was wasn't even um he was well out of the fight. I mean Peter Quillen he fought. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. You get a draw there. It was a draw, wasn't yeah. it? It was a draw. Yeah. He could this is when Peter Quinn was undefeated, I think. Yeah, good fight. Um, good fight. Um, all right. Uh, and uh, one, for, one more thing, Cal, is the WBC. Well, I've come up with a theory about why they're, why they're, um, they're throwing shade or, or, or ducking or, or, or unwilling to accept Dillian Webb. Okay. Right. Because there's a couple of things. The fact that he wasn't made banditry sooner is one thing. Yeah. And then the fact that as soon as he, they're in a situation where they have to make him mandatory is that oh, they're using this UCAD um, information or this information to suspend him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, why? Why are they doing that? Um, the sanctioned fights with Ortiz, who's previously got pops. Mm-hmm. So they can't be that sort of morally um, sound. And I'm thinking that they're, they're just thinking about where their money's coming from. Yeah. And can you, can you tell me how WBC make their money? Well, they make it from sanctioning fees, don't they? They make it from sanctioning boxing matches and, and collecting a fee when their titles are on the line. Does that, and, and does that go up or down dependent on the purse? So the, you, the standard kind of um, fee for a, a title fight is 3% of the purse. Right, so there you go. So, yeah, if they, you know, Dylan White against... Uh, Deontay Wilder, three percent of that is pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. But it's pretty good, but Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury is even better, and Deontay Wilder against Andy Ruiz is even better because it will be for the undisputed title. Mm. Dylan White is not really—he's known in America, but he doesn't have any name value in America. So yeah, perhaps they've looked at it like they're going to protect their asset, which is Deontay Wilder. I think that's—I think that's partially true. But that's not um, their asset. It's not an asset. It is. I understand it. But it, yeah. it shouldn't be. He's a fighter who's their champion. He's not yeah. their asset. Well, you know, it shouldn't be. And I'm pretty sure that they want their belts over that side of the pond or in Mexico as well. Yeah. They don't mind them being on that side. They don't really want WBC to be in the UK. I feel they feel. I feel they, they look at our boxing scene with a slight eye. These are my um, gut feelings. Possibly, possibly. Mm. Um, they, they perhaps they do lean towards the American market. They probably do lean towards the PBC. You know, Al Heyman. He a lot of his fighters fight for the the WBC titles as well. Um, yeah. You've got Jamal Charlo, who's just been uh, he's just been pushed up to full champion. Yeah. Um, they do look after they look after Canelo Alvarez as well. He's just been made a, a franchise champion because he doesn't, so he doesn't have to fight Charlo. What does that mean? Um, what, what's a franchise? This uh, is the other a, shit. It's a bullshit, man. Tell me what's a diamond belt. Tell me what that is. What's that? 
a diamond belt is basically it's not really a title it's not a cha- you're not a champion at all it's just this is a big fight have a belt for it it's oh not my god it's not a title it's not a championship do you know what it is it's branding wc it's, branding yeah it's, it's weird talking like, about it go. now yeah, it's exactly what it is. The, the diamond belt, I think it went... Mayweather Cotto had a diamond belt. Um, I think that was one of the very first ones. So it's just like uh, a nice little nod. Here it's we go. just a belt, yeah. It's like, well, we're not involved in this fight. Our champion's not in this fight, but we really want to be in this fight. Mm. So here you go, have this one. And fighters tend to love the WBC. They love it. They all want the green belt. And so they're yeah, accepted. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's it's a sexy belt. It is. It is. It's, it's the, it, it looks great. It looks great. It's got Rocky movie and you know it's got all of it. Mm. Um, it's got a lot of history around it. And it is the best looking belt. It is the best looking world title. Yeah. It is. It's a great looking title. And I think a lot of the fighters they see it as the best, the best one. Mm. Even though they do all the most, them and the WBA are probably the worst sanctioning bodies. They're just they do all the, this fucked up shit like. Um, interim titles and diamond titles and super titles They're, those two are the worst for it yeah but fighters the fighters in particular love the WBC what, tell me something what, why is it that, you, that some boxers come into the ring and then the people behind them are holding up what looks like world championship belts when they're not they're never boxed for at or you know are not at that level so do, do you understand what I'm talking about? Like, so you might have Daniel Dubois. I don't know if it is Daniel Dubois, but someone of his level. And he comes in and they're holding up what looks like, which is probably, you know, the design is slightly different. Yeah. But it looks if like you, a, a world championship belt. So Daniel Dubois, I can answer that. I can answer that because he won the youth title, the WBC youth title. Uh, so it looks like a world title. So does he come in holding that up? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. It's bollocks. Yeah, so because he won that belt, they yeah. just get to keep it and hold it up forever and ever. And then you look well, at all you, the... Well, if you can hold that up, they, they should have a sign next to it saying, when I was a child, that, yeah, or, or yeah. something like that. Let's give us some context. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You should, you know, and he beat... He, I, met, I was actually at that fight when he, when he won that belt, and the guy he beat was tiny and never should... And he wasn't even a youth. He was about 29. The guy he fought, it didn't even make sense. Yeah. Do you know like, this is why This is why I like Tyson Fury, because he's walking around telling the world that he's the, he's the world champion, like, fuck the belts. Everyone knows I'm the lineal world champion, and yeah. these are the and reasons why. I love the lineage. I'm all about the lineage. It's the only, the only thing. It's the only thing that you can actually hold that has any kind of sense to anything. Mm. It's true. It's the only. It's it's a constant. Yeah. You know, it's a constant. The lineage is a constant. It's it's something that's always there. You know, even it may be vacant for a little while, but eventually it will come back around. And Fury is the man that beat the man. Um, yeah, so, but I think if you're going to walk, I will say if you're going to walk around giving it the big and about being the lineal champion, you need to defend it against people better than Otto. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. What? What? Is there a way? Is there a way for somebody to create a lineal belt, a new belt, right? But it's not run by an organisation. There's somebody out there who who's, just wants to have something that people can understand. This is the belt. This is the one. No one makes any money out of it. This goes from champion to champion. If Tyson Fury gets beat by Wilder, he now has the lineal belt. How do you do that without someone corrupt coming in and fucking it all? Well, that's the thing. It always used to be Ring Magazine. Ring Magazine always used to be the lineal title. Yeah. It was the the lineal title. And they even wrote it in their magazine. They wrote it in their magazine about our title is along with the lineal title. They just followed that. That's great, but what then what, it was brought out by Golden that, Boy, right? It was brought out by Golden Boy, and they changed their rules. <sighs> and 
before it used to be number one versus number two, and now it could be number two against number five or number one same, against number three. Same as anything. What? Well, um, yeah, t- it's been watered down. Tell me something. If you could remove one person for boxing, like you know, like a a snap that out of um, Thanos, like a Thanos type snap, yeah, mm. and then that person just completely stops existing. Like in his personal life and professional life, <laughs> no, just any professional life, he's just gone. Who would it be? Oh. And it could, it, you don't have to have a logical reason for the betterment of the sport. Who would you just want to see gone? <laughs> probably, probably Bob Barham, bless him, really, um, because he is probably the most guilty of keeping all of his fighters in house. Yeah. Um and if you if he was to disappear like Thanos and Thanos made him disappear, Terence Crawford could go and fight Errol Spence. Oh, wow. Tyson Fury could go and fight um you know, could probably go and fight Anthony Joshua. Um Lomachenko could fight Mikey Garcia. I think um, though that I think though that like you're going like Bob Arum is pretty old anyway, isn't he? So he's yeah. probably might be, a, might be a waste of a snap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's possibly possibly right. Do right, you know mine is? John McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to do anything. No, it's someone's someone's not going to get their driveway paid. <laughs> John <laughs> fucking McDermott, get out of my life. Um, no, I, I, I probably too Don La Hoya. Yeah, just yeah. It's I find very few people really irritating in boxing. I don't yeah. get wound up by many of them, but um, De La Hoya does my head in. Yeah, yeah. Well, Canelo Alvarez is upset with him, isn't he? Is he really? He's upset. Well, he is upset with him. How can he be so upset with it? He, he got stripped of his IBF title right. um, because he's, he's not, not been able to make a deal for his mandatory. Who would that be? Um, it would have been a guy called Sergei Devranchenko, uh, a Ukrainian. He's very good. He's very good. And he gave Danny Jacobs a very tough fight. So what kind of happened was he beat Danny Jacobs, won the IBF title, Literally, before, before he even got out of the ring, pretty much, mm. the IBF said, right, you've got a mandatory, you need to fight him within 30, you need to make a deal within 30 days. Right. And then, and how <laughs> soon after that would you have to have fought? So it's usually 30 days and then uh, 90 days after that. Right. So it's like 120 days. Not unreasonable. Yeah. No, it's not unreasonable, but they, they could have let, you know, it, they could have let him more. get his belt and all yeah. of that and <laughs> give him a bit. He is a unified champion after all, so he has other priorities. Mm. So, they gave him a lot of like extensions. They gave him a lot of extensions, and he he just left it with Golden Boy. And I think what happened was, Golden Boy have, have let it slip, and they've not done a deal. They've not done a deal. They've kind of just forgot mm. and just not done a deal. So now the IBF have stripped uh, Canelo of his IBF title, and it's going to be contested between Gennady Golovkin and Sergei Devranchenko. What does October. what does cause Canelo's like number one right around that yeah. around that level? Yeah. What does he do now to impress? The boxing fraternity. How does he? How does he? How does he create a legacy now? We know he's great. Yeah, yeah. we know he maybe you know he probably would never have beat Mayweather, but got beat convincingly by Mayweather. But since then, he's been pretty much great. Yep. Um, what does he need to do now? He needs to step up, doesn't he? Uh, he does. So he did try to fight Kovalev. I know that would be that's he. Uh, I'd have him beaten Kovalev, but it would have been really interesting. Really, really interesting. I think for him to, to I think he'd have to beat. Golovkin convincingly. Uh, he'd have to probably beat Callum Smith. Um, he doesn't though. He doesn't have and, to beat those fighters. He's beaten. Well, Golovkin. you're saying in terms of a legacy, you know. I'm, I'm talking about like what's the toughest possible things that he could do, and it's Golovkin and Callum Smith. Right, and he, he'll beat both of those. 
if they fight. I think him. he'd probably be both. Yeah, and, and but, but, but what's going to impress you, Callum? What if we look back and go, "Wow, he did that"? Oh, but you'll be, be, be going up to uh, someone. Someone. He'd have to go up to light heavy. Light heavy. He'd have to go up to light heavy and be um, Gvozdik. Uh, Gvozdik. Gvozdik. The uh, he's the WBC champion. Gvozdik. I know. Gvozdik. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, he's the WBC champion. He's the guy that beat Adonis Stevenson. I'd probably say if he went up and beat Vosdick and won the lineal light heavyweight title and WBC light heavyweight title, I'd be like, Do you know what? Fucking fair play, you're the man. Yeah, I'd like uh, this is this is the path I'd like, and I don't I don't know, I don't know about sanctioning bodies, so I don't know if this would be possible. Yeah, but I'd like him to go Jack Kovalev Bivol. Yep. So basically, just smash up the light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if he if he bought, if he beat Jack Kovalev and then Bivol, yeah. Um, that I mean, that's it, isn't it? You got to go. You got to be like up there for discussions in oh, the yeah, top ten of all time. Yeah, he's like one of the best. Yeah, he, of the modern era, he's up there with like Bernard Hopkins, Floyd, Manny Pacquiao. You know, like he is Roy Jones. Like yeah. he's in that conversation. But listen, like modern era. once Last he's done time, that. Then he goes up again. Glaki, <laughs> Dorticus, maybe Bradis <laughs> gets Usyk to come down. Then yeah. we're talking pound for pound, right? Oh, yeah, if, if, he be, if he beats Usyk, he's the greatest fighter of all time. <laughs> Could you imagine having those six names on his record and then retires? Yeah. He, just ret- he would be the greatest fighter of all time. <laughs> he probably can't talk about it at that level. There'd be horrible fights. You don't know. He would get. He would. He could go and demand like Sugar Ray Robinson's grave plot, and they'd have to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, he'd just turn up with a spade and start digging him up. Oh, I want. This is mine now. I'm the greatest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the greatest. All right, mate. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. How long have we been going for? Oh, ages. Oh, excellent. Wonderful. Uh, Forty-three minutes. Okay, that's that's, that's good. That's good enough. Yeah. I just have to come in and like take charge for a little while and get this shit done. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's got. It's got to be done sometimes. You're a natural that, leader. Tell Alex to pull his socks up. Oh mate, I've not seen him in ages. I've not seen him in ages. Oh, forget about him. Yeah, he's sacked. Sack him. All right, mate. Only best. Sacked. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.